Here we go. The following podcast contains explicit language. In about four seconds, a teacher will begin to speak. I think they're deep. Let us begin. Who, what, where, why, and when will all be explained like instructions to a game? What is going on out there, podcast fam? Now, this is the Facade Podcast, hosted by the two of me, the professor, the student, hip-hop junkie, R&B savant, the radical conservative, hustler, never the informant, the one who seeks to understand why being understood. Here, all are welcome. This is season one, episode one of the Facade Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Hotch, short for Dr. Hodgkins, out here getting it. I'm a son of hip-hop, and you are now listening to the best cultural punditry on earth, period. Now, so before we get into the Facade Podcast content, right, like why you, why you decide to chime in and listen, I got to give you some background, right? And so I want some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent over the course of this dialogue that I'm getting ready to give you. So I let you fill in the blanks, right? So I I remember when I started working on my PhD, people in my department stood up. Oh, pause. So my PhD is in educational leadership and policy, right? And so a professor is what I do is not who I am. Right? I'm just that guy. Unless I'm on a college campus, then I got to drop these hermeneutics and these axiology, epistemology, ontologies on your forehead. But you're paying the tuition to get it, so that's what I'm going to give you. But anyway, so first day of class working on my PhD at University of Utah, I want to say who it is. They stood up and tell all the students that are there, we paid our tuition, we're ready to go for the next five to eight years to get this degree. Imagine me holding a porcelain vase from, uh, where, where's, where's the place? Tiffany, Tiffany. Imagine me, thanks. Imagine me holding a porcelain vase from Tiffany's and it being a metaphor for the experience that you're about to have. It's so shiny. It's so costly. It's so valuable. And right before I hand it to you, I smash it onto the concrete and it breaks in a million pieces. As you look amazed and astonished, I hand you the Gorilla Glue. And I say to you, by the time you put all the pieces back together, you'll have your PhD. (laughs) That's that's what they told us. That's what they told us. What? (laughs) So it was seven people in my cohort, and only four of us graduated. I was one of those who graduated 2013, right? And so I give you that story because I didn't realize the weight of the degree of PhD, right? And so even though I don't, I don't have a, a shirt on that says, you know, Dr. Hoskins or I got that PhD, son. Like I don't, I don't got a jacket that says that, right? So when I'm just out here moving through Earth, people see me as black, right? I, I can't conceal my blackness, right? I'm out here. Right, I'm out of the closet with my blackness as I'm trying to move through earth. Right, and so I get the same, I get accosted in the same ways that regular people do. And I'm regular too, right? No, make no mistake about it. I remember when I was watching early on, I started my PhD in 2008, and Henry Louis Gates gets arrested going to his house. <laughs> going to his house, right? He gets arrested. He is one of the most profound African-American voices, full professor, right? And Obama has had a, the talk with the beer on the yard with the, uh, why they, why they didn't have red stripe, <laughs> right? I, I can't figure that out. They had a beer on the yard, interacts with the police chief, and they, they say, hey, you know, black people shouldn't get accosted. He's a, a great professor. Don't do it again. And right then I thought to myself, man, if I had a bag of PhDs, I get pulled over by that, Cop, that's it. My life is over. I'm going to 
gonna be a wash, right? And so I graduate, go home to my community, get all these questions for my great aunts, right? So in my family, I'm about to picture the elders in my family. They all like seventy. The youngest one is like seventy five. Oldest one's like 82. So it's like 700 years old of age in the picture. Baby, what you do? Oh, well, you know, I got my PhD in uh, air leadership and policy. Yeah, but what you do? Uh, uh, I write papers. Yeah, and they just, they didn't, they wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I remember <laughs> talking to my dad. I was like, hey, dad, I'm going to fly you in so you can watch me graduate. He was like, what's your PhD in? I was like, I said air leadership and policy. Focus on cultural climate and got the big guy, big guy. And then my, I was all proud and my dad said to me, so you can't fix nothing? <laughs> and I was like, no, I can't. I can't, I can't fix something to eat. That's about it. I can't fix nothing. But, but it, just, it, it made sense to me when he said it. I was like, well, yeah, I just got a, I got a thinking man's degree. Thinking woman's degree. That's what I, I got. Right? I can deconstruct life Build knowledge, right? I can build or destroy like the five percenters. I can do that in an academic way, but yeah, I can't fix nothing. Can't change the oil on my car. Can't. I can change flat. Change flat. Yeah. If I'm DJing, I can change the song. Yeah, I change song, but yeah, I can't. Can't do it. And so I graduated anyway. I ended up moving to Texas, where I'm at now. So we we here in Texas representing. You know, I'm a professor at a university. Don't want to say where, because, you know, sometimes people be like, yeah, we made you. You're the reason why. We're the reason why you popping. I know and I was popping before I came here, but that's a whole nother discussion. Right? And so I'm mindful that having a degree, it's just, it's, at times it's a burden. It's, you know, it's a weight on my shoulders. And Lord knows, I ain't saying, you know, I, I don't appreciate having a degree because I do. I appreciate having a degree. You know, the Lord got me there. It changed the, the financial trajectory of my family tree. I mean, y'all, we out here now. We know when I was in grad school, I was making fourteen five a year. People be laughing. I like check my tax return from 08 to 13, 14 five a year. $14,500 a year. We seen spam, fam. We seen peanut butter and jelly. That's how it was. But now, <laughs> it's a, we we it's a whole nother thing. Like we out here, right? You know, I ain't got five hundred thousand streams, but hey, you know, we out here doing our thing. It, it looks a little different. And so, what I didn't anticipate was the doctorness of it, right? So I'm, I'm the type of person that's like, everybody should tell their story, tell your own story. So when I introduce people, I don't say, this is what I don't understand. Like, some people be like, yeah, this is uh, Janet. Uh, she's married to Bill. Uh, introduce yourself. And I'll be like, wait, what is Janet? Janet might not want to. She might just have a fight with Bill. Before she came out here to the 100 black men in West Texas event. Right? She might not. She ain't here with Bill right now. Like, she, we know she married to Bill, but Bill ain't here right now. So when you introduce her, she might have became with Without Bill on purpose, because they, they was into it. You know, furniture got moved around. Uh, Poston got broke, right? Like, to go back to the example, Poston got broke, and then you introduce her. She might not want, she might not want to tell her own story. So sometimes you got to let people tell their own story, right? And I appreciate that. Problem is, every time I go somewhere, and I meet folks, they'd be like, well, this is Dr. Hoskins. And I'd be like, hey, right now I'm just a Thunder fan. You introduce me, say, we know this is Brian here, Thunder fan. I'll be hot. I'll take that. Thunder, we fourth in the West. We're going to win it all. This is our year to take it all. I hate you know, ramble a little bit, but that's what it is. We're going to take it all. But they introduced me to Dr. Hoskins, and I've seen people change in front of me. Like, their whole persona changed. Like, we was just giving it up right then. Hey, yo, what's up, man? Who, who you got? Who going to win? Uh, who's going to be? Uh, on the 76ers. It might be Warriors. Okay, well, what that bag was like? Or, or what, are, what are we talking about? You got 24s on you. We're we talking about a variety of things. So they say after that, oh, yeah, it's Dr. Hoskins. He, then they, they whole vocabulary switch up. They roll out the 13 little words. You ain't got to do that for me. I, fam, 
Don't do that for me. Just we, we were just talking about where we get cigars. Like where why we we talking about Miami? Going to play flying out to go play golf in Miami. That's what we we talking about. Why we why you switch it up? Because I get uncomfortable. I mean, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with the PhD degree. The academy is all about, it's, it's just culturally incongruent to me. They teach you how to do research, right? To try to change the world. That's what they teach you. They tell you about it. This is what we're going to do. Change the world. And then they hit you with the, oh, and by the way, yeah, talk about yourself. It's all about you. That's culturally incongruent. My grandma slapped the taste out of my mouth if I going and talking about me, I did I because I'm I'm great because I did. You know, I stand on the shoulders of giants. I'm first generation college going. Nobody in my family graduated from college until I did. You know? And so if it weren't for them, I would be they prayed me through. I didn't graduate. Thank you, Lordy. I mean, I'm I'm a nerd. I know my nerd don't always translate well. I mean I got I graduated with a three eight from high school and you know, I did my thing. I'm, I'm roughly smart. You know, I'm roughly smart. And so, yeah, I, I just, I'm just uncomfortable with the whole braggadociousness. That's not me. I'm the humble cat. I'm not quiet, but I'm the humble cat. Right? And so I just, I've been going through some things. I've been getting mad about that. Because I want to be me. I'm a son of hip-hop. Right? You know, when I was in high school, back in the day, I was in a rap group called Divine Words. We used to rap about God. In an era when, you know, the preachers was like, I want to hear that God rap in my church. So I done been, graduated from high school, created, well, I mean, from college, four years later, graduated from Southern Methodist University, ran home, was like, Dad, I want to create a magazine. He was like, what's it going to be about? I said, it's going to be about hip-hop. He was like, what's, what's hip-hop? And I was like, well, you know, it's just the rap music, it's the graffiti art, it's the break dance, it's the DJ and the scratch, it's the beat production. You know, I want to do a magazine about it. He was like, what you want to do? What I got to do with me? What you want me to do? I was like, hey, well, I'm, I'm going to get this Mac. I need to give me this Mac computer so I can do it. And he was like, well, how much is it? And I was like, well, you know, we got to go to, you know, Best Buy. So, you know, he had the credit. Pops always had the 800 credit scores. So he was like, yeah, let's go pick the Mac you wanted. I picked the Mac I wanted. And then, you know, Hip Hop Heads was born. Magazine. Hooked up with my boys B and Dre in Oklahoma. First and only hip-hop magazine in Oklahoma. We ran it for 13 months. Boy, tapped out. I had to get a real job, you know? Then later on, I was in the in this rap group. I've been in a couple rap groups, tried to do my thing, but it's Oklahoma. So, you know, you, it's hard to blow up from Oklahoma. It's Midwest. People don't respect the Midwest for whatever reason. Some, some people don't. Let me clarify. Right? And so I'm just, I'm caught in between spaces. Right? I'm in the borderlands. I remember Tupac back in the day he had an interview and he was like, yo, all the people that I can afford to be around, they don't like me. They scared of me because I'm a thug. I'm all these whatever negative things black is, so they move different around me. But all the homies that I can hang with, when I get in certain places, the other homies want to rob me. So I feel like I, I don't have a place to be and I feel like the exact same way. You know, and I, I, I was internalizing it. I was coming home, I was angry, I was going in the gym, throwing mad weight, you know, I was I was on that bitch 255, three sets of 10, you know, I was just in there mad, throwing iron, hurt my shoulder, clavicle, but that's a whole nother discussion, I can't, that, that can't win no more. but that's a whole nother discussion, and then I was like, I need some help, man, so I called my pops, you know, because my grandpops, Back in the day, no matter what I said to him, he, you know what, you know, you could be picking cotton. What? I was just, I was just, uh, I lost my keys. Grandfather, so I just, I know, I, I, I just, you know, I, I get it. I, you know, I just, I, I could be picking cotton. I'm not picking cotton. I'm not. This, the situation ain't that stressful. But yeah, I get it. Like my life could be worse. I get it. So I called my pops and I was like, Hey, pops, I, you know, I need some help with this. I'm angry all the time. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a professor, but I just want to be regular. You know, my pops was, my pops should have been a therapist, right? He should have definitely should have been one because he was also, uh, well, what you going to do about it? Like, he always cut to the chase, straight to the climax. What you going to do about it? Well, I was 
trying to talk to you about it, but I guess I, I'm gonna figure it out. I guess I gotta figure it out. You didn't give me advice. You give my pops. I mean, I guess I'm. I, I don't know. I just I, maybe I should see a therapist. And he was like, "Well, therapist, what you gonna do there? Talk to the therapist about your life? Yeah, I think I could do that. Well, you could talk to me. I'm your pops. Well, I just try. I try to, I try to talk to you about it. Ask me what I'm gonna do. Like, you didn't give me any advice. You just I don't know what I'm gonna do. That's why I was trying to talk to you about it. Without you, yeah, you kind of shut me down. I didn't, I didn't say that to him, but I, so I was thinking. I was like, okay, I, this ain't gonna work. I can't talk to my pops about it. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to a therapist. Man, <laughs> I didn't know black men shaming because they want to go to a therapist. That's the thing. Like for real, that's like a real thing. I talked to a couple people. A couple people in my inner circle, talk to a couple people in my outer circle. I talked to people on the periphery of the outer circle. And it was always one or two of them was like, man, dog, you're going to go see a therapist? Son, a therapist? Other partners was like, really? Really? That's, that's what you're going to do? And I was like, I felt bad. I was like, okay, well, that, you know, my elders was like, we well, just pray about it. Pray about it, baby. It'll be all right. And I prayed about it. You know, I was on month four being angry, right? And I was like, okay, the Lord is going to get to me. Like, it's other people that got worse situations. Like, you might have had to, you might be an amputee or you might be going blind or whatever. And Lord, help me stop being angry. Like, that, that probably ain't high in the queue. Like, I'm not, like, I'm, yeah, like, he probably, like, you can handle that one on your own. So, handle that one on your own. Go handle that by yourself. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a therapist. I realized that I said I deserve this, so I'm going to go to this therapist, and I'm going to get fixed. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to fix me. All the black women was telling me self-care is the bar. You need to make sure that your life is right. You right with self. When you look in the mirror, this one sister told me, when you look in the mirror, you should smile uncontrollably because you know your worth, and you see your beauty as a black man. I was like, oh, well, okay. I said, okay. I got in front of that man. I was like, I started crying. I started crying because I didn't feel, I didn't feel the beauty. I was angry. My lip was trembling. I was like, yeah, I need some help. So, long story short, I found a therapist. Right? And so me and my therapist, we've been, we've been running in the same circle for the last five months. And so, Therapy is cool. Like, it's kind of like talking to somebody. It's like a real life, not real life, right? It's kind of it's like an a, a, a Instagram model, right? Male or female. Like, when you're looking at them on Instagram, they're looking right, right? You see them out, you be like, whoa, that was you? My bad. So that's, you know, it's kind of, when you go see the therapist, it's kind of the reverse of that. It's like the real is real in the space. And I can talk. And know that that person ain't gonna say nothing. Right? Because you paying them for one, but it's their livelihood. Like if they tell, they can get fired. So they be they become an Instagram model because they told and got fired. So you know that that's, that ain't gonna happen, right? So they gonna hold your stuff. And so, I, you know, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, man, we got to this one point where she was like, hey, this is a black woman, can't say who it is. Because that was, you know, she was like, what you going to do with this anger? You applying these maladaptive coping strategies? How you, we want to steer you clear of that? And I was like, absolutely. She was like, you know, sometimes talking is the way. Because at first she was also, we go do the journal thing. She was like, so I need you to get a journal, create a journal, and write about how you feel about yourself, about your life. And I'm like, well, I feel I'm mad. I feel like I'm mad because I'm a professor but I'm a son of hip-hop. Like, that's who I really want to be at all times. But I can't be, I, if I rapped in class, like, I would, un, you know, I would undercut my own authority, right? Because I'm black and rapping, and a professor, and they would probably be like, yeah, he's black. He's supposed to rap. And it's just, all these stereotypes come to life. And so, you know, I was like, I just want to be happy in the professor space and the regular space, right? And she was like, write about it. So I wrote about it and the more I wrote about it I was writing rhymes again and I was like you know what yeah this is it right here I want to be in this space and I was like well I can't feed my family rapping because I'm too old it's a young man's game 
And so I was like, yeah, I, I appreciate it, but, you know, I need some help. And so she was like, okay. So we kept, we kept talking about it. And I said, well, you know what? I need an outlet. I need an outlet to get me out there, right? So I can just, so I can say what I got to say and, you know, keep it moving, right? So I was like, okay. I started listening to podcasts. She was like, well, listen to some podcasts and free your minds and get you to disconnect from music. You can do some intellectualizing in the podcast space, and then you can come back and do some feet on the ground to the streets uh, listening to hip-hop music. And I was like, cool, I'll do that. So, you know, I started listening to, uh, what podcast I've been listening to? A Serial. <laughs> Man. A Serial podcast is bananas. Right? So it's all about serial killers, essentially. Like, they ain't really exist. I thought it was just, you know, Ted Bundy. Just a couple people out there, but it's like they real. They, they more prevalent than you know. Like, I didn't know the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. But now I, I get it. Like, the psychopath, he's going to be the person that is dogs missing in the neighborhood, right? And he's psycho around it. He killed all the dogs in the neighborhood because he don't like to hear barking. That's the psychopath, right? But the sociopath, yeah. He's the CEO of your company. Or he's the preacher at your church. Yeah, or he's the full professor on your campus. And he's cool. Like you go out with him for drinks, he's cool. When you hang out with him, he's cool. But you go to the house, yeah, he got like heads in the freezer. Like that's the people he invited over and killed them. Like that's, I know the difference now. Because I've been, hey, I watch the serial. So I, I mean, I listen to the serial podcast, so I get it. Or, you know, I listen to uh, Joe Budden podcast, right? So there's several people giving perspectives about the culture. It's hilarious. It's informative. You know, and I was like, well, I just, I need to figure out, you know, how, what I'm going to do. And so I was like, I went back. After a couple months, I was like, well, can I do a, a podcast? She was like, yes. Because you need an outlet. And so the Facade Podcast, for me, is really about the outlet, right? It's, it's about the two-ness of who I am. Like Du Bois talks about Black people having a double consciousness, right? Where we, even though we black, we in America, and there's this normative gaze of whiteness that controls how we move. So when we at the black space, we acting like we're at the barbecue or the beauty salon or the family reunion. But when we clock in, yeah, we switch it up. We get more formal, right? We, get, we act in ways that are white adjacent, some of us, right? Because we're trying to fit in. And this, that's what this podcast is about. It's wherever you fit in, in the world, I want to hear about it. I realize that my nerd don't always translate well, you know. And so people be looking at me like I'm awkward. I'm not awkward. You awkward because you don't understand how to translate the, the nerd in me, right? And so, again, I'm the son of hip-hop, but I'm a professor, right? And so that's how the hip-hop pod, that's how this facade podcast came about, right? That's how it came about. And so now I'm a transition. We're going to transition. That was the intro, y'all. That was the 20... Man, that was the 23-minute intro. So, we, we, my bad. We 23 minutes in. That was a 23-minute intro. So, we're going to transition. So, she charged me with saying, hey, your podcast got to have some structure. So, you just can't ramble because people don't want to hear no rambling. And I don't want to be formal because I get paid to be formal. And I ain't teaching class. I'm learning in this space, in the podcast. I'm learning about me. If y'all hit me about topics y'all want to know about, I'm learning from y'all, right? I'm approachable. I'm accessible. If you see me on the street, you probably be like, yeah, he's the dude. We probably smashed him and pushed him in a locker, right? Now, I never had that happen. You know, I'm, I'm fairly strong because I be in the gym, so I will get you up off me. It won't, won't be no getting pushed in a locker, but I can see how you can see that by seeing me in the way I look, right? I used to be Steve Burkle. Now Stefan, right? I powered up. And so I got I got structure. It got structure. So I gave y'all the introduction. Now we're going to get into this segment called Either Or, Neither Nor, right? And so the, the Either Or section today is either Solange when I get home or 2 chains, rap, or go to the league, right? And so... I like to support, so title is the, the vibe that I listen to, so I, I got the title subscription, because I want to support, you know, Hope. I want him to get the money, billionaires too, 
three, four. Like, you know, one thing I don't have to worry about is whole discriminating against my son because he's a son of the son of hip-hop, right? So I support hoes. Get your, get your billions. I want him to eat. But I got the Solange album, right? And I'm soaking it in. Like Solange, I love Solange. Like that last album, it was eclectic, and I felt the connection to it, right? I felt it, felt the connection to it, connection. But this joint here, it was $9.99. You can have that $9.99. That's like, if I go to Chick-fil-A and get number seven, it's going to be like $10.47. So I, I support you, Salons, because you black. You know, Sound of Rain is my favorite joint. You know, because I vibe. I like, I like the sound of it. It vibes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the salons, I was like, yeah, that's that's the joint. Like, sound of rain. I, I'm feeling that. And I was just, but it's just, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of songs. That's eight songs. So it's like 19 songs, 39 minutes, 36 minutes approximately. And I, I have a thing. I'm like, yo, if you, I don't get 60 minutes of music, I'm not rocking with you. And I think like, damn, for Kendrick it was like 59 minutes. And I was like, okay, I got to change that. I got this. Kendrick is, got four classics. Yeah, I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay. Kendrick, I don't want a 39-minute album. The next one, don't make it 39 minutes. But I was like, yes, you know. I looked at the track listing. I'm like, okay, we got things I imagine. That's over. That's like two minutes. You know, got the way to the show. It's like three minutes. You know, and then you got stay flow. You got dreams. You got, yeah, Amita. You know, time is. You got a couple joints on here. Jared, it's a couple joints on here, but for the most part, it's just interludes. It's like six songs and interludes. And so I was just like, where that cranes in the sky? That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that cranes in the sky. Where that cranes in the sky at? I, I ain't see the cranes in the sky. I ain't hear it either. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to table it. Right? Like, what? Some, some music is mood music. I, I get that. Like, the mood, if the mood ain't right, the music ain't right. So I get that. I, get, I understand that. So I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm gonna burn, I'm gonna burn these candles, get in this double tub with the jacuzzi, get my grandma yay after I have a hard day. I've been I've been editing dissertations. So and this is so sidebar. My PhD was 280 pages long. Right? And when I graduated, I was like, I smashed that. But I never thought that my dissertation chair, she had to edit all that. I'm a professor right now. Like, I'm on 10 committees. I got five of them chairing six people. I'm on 12 committees chairing six people. And I got to read chapters one, two, and three for six people. It's going to be a long week. So, Solange, I'm going I'm to listen to it again. I listen to it twice. I'm going to listen to it. So, that's either. Or Two Chains. I listen to the Two Chains. And my favorite song is High Top Versace. Okay, 
This two chains album is it's three it's three and a half. It's three and a half stars. It's three and a half. Pretty girls on trap music, classic. Bonafide classic. His best album ever, top to bottom. Right? It's like mixed championships. In the middle of your career. Like, like you just you you ran, you got just 55 points at the garden. That was two chains main joint. Right? So this joint, rapper go to the league, it's like it's kind of like his triple double. It's like 31, 11, and 10. It's a Westbrook. So I, I call the rapper go to the league. It's like a Westbrook for me, album wise. I mean, it's some it's some other heaters on here. Statue of Limitations, Ugh. Girl's Best Friend with Ty Dollar Sign. And so let me say, any modern day MC that put E40 on an album, come on, man. E40? I was fanning my, I was fanning myself. I was like, man, fanning my forehead. It was, the sweat was dropping on my forehead. I was getting, I was like, man, I'm, I'm overheating. Listen to these fire lyrics from E40. I feel like I'm standing in front of the sun. That's how hot it was when he got on the track. So E40 is a legend. He's a legend. So I appreciate Two Chains doing that. I mean, that was, that was a hot step out for Two Chains. So that's the, that's the either or, right? So either or. Again, because I'm a son of hip-hop, I'm listening to Chains more. So I'm going to say or. I'm going to go with 2 Chains. Rapper go to the league. Now, when I get home by Solange's, it's growing on me like a fungus. Right? It's, it's growing on me. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Solange's got to suck it in. I mean, she's, she's eclectic. Solange is ahead of her time. By the time the rest of these, her and Summer Walker, by the time they catch up to where Solange's at, I man, it's going to be like 2026. So we get it. Solange, I appreciate the body work. No hate. Always loves you. Right? But I'm going to go with the or. Two chains. Now, the neither nor, I didn't hear many people talking about it. Right? So, I don't know if y'all remember. If y'all remember. So, I'm, I'm a date and timestamp person. Right? So, March 21st, 2018, like Stephen Clark was murdered by Sacramento police officers. Right? So, Africa's McCardall and Robinette, they shot this young brother they say they shot the guns 20 times. They bust 20 shots, right? In 23 seconds, they said at least 10 shots hit the brother. Seven shots for sure, all in the back. In the back? Now, I don't know. Walter Scott was running in South Carolina, right? He got shot in the back. And I'm thinking... These two officers both said, I fear for my life. So I had to get these hot shots off into the young brother. Like 22 years old, they killed him. Father of two children. Grandmother on TV. Begging for justice. It just seems like black people, we just, we begging for justice. Trayvon Martin was killed, I remember that. Mike Brown was killed, I remember that. Like I just, yeah. So neither Officer McCardle or Robinette, yeah. Neither nor. I'm not rocking with neither one of y'all, cause I was foul. I, I here's, here's the theory I got right. So I believe that the naked black body to police officers who are afraid of black people, that body's weaponized, right? So even though they got a 9mm in their holster and a taser and some, um, what's that called? What's that called? You got to drink, get the drink, drink the milk to get out your eyes? Tear gas, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So tear gas. They got the tear gas, right? They got all three of those options. Oh, and some of them got the billy club. So they can bang your head in with that too. They got four ways of stopping you. If you black and naked, they believe that you can overpower them and they're fearful. They're fearful of you, which I don't, I don't understand. I've, I've been accosted by police myself, right? I never had a bad interaction with a black cop. Now, I'm mindful of the ice cube, black police showing out for the white cop. I had that. Well, brother was a little salty. Chest was out a little too much, more than what it should have been. When he was telling me, run your license. 
Run my You son of hip hop? Run my license? I mean, I can give you my license. If you want, you want me to give I, And he was showing out for the white cop. I get it. If I'd have seen him at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and we was chopping it up about the Thunder going to the championship over them uh, lemon pepper joints, he'd have been a whole other person. I get it. But you you with the white boy. You got to show out for him so he feels safe, so he don't have to shoot me in the back 10 times or allegedly 10 times, hit me seven for sure. I died in my car. I never made a home. You know, right? Because of that, I get that you had to show out, put me in check, so he wouldn't feel afraid. I get that. Never had a bad interaction with a black cop where I felt like I was going to die. I'm going to die as a result of that? Nah. Never. And so what was announced on the 2nd of March, right, almost a year later, is that essentially they ain't going to face no criminal prosecution. None whatsoever. Then the DA gets on TV and it's like, well, you know, three days ago, well, three days before he was shot, his baby mama called in and said she was a threat of violence on her life. We had some texts where he was hostile towards her and she was afraid. But what's that got to do with him getting shot 10, 7 times in the back at his house in his backyard? Right? Likely in front of his folks, his kids. That's what they got to do. That's what, but that's what they do. Black people get murdered by police. After that, posthumously, they villainize. Well, you know, he had one gram of marijuana in his jacket. One gram. And you know, he had some tats that said, I love Jesus with all of my heart. You know? And you know. You know, we seen him. We seen him out there hanging out in front of In-N-Out Burger, which is gross. I don't know where anybody black would be at In-N-Out Burger, but he was hanging out there. And this the criminal, like, they're going to villainize us after we did to justify them taking us out to the death spot. Right? And so that's, I just, I, I ain't got, you know, I'm going to give a moment of silence on a podcast, side podcast right now, you know, for Stephen Clark and his whole family. Take a moment of silence. Yeah, and we back. So that's my either or, neither nor segment. So, according to my therapist, I got to stay organized. So, my next segment, every show, is called What We Not Gonna Do. So, now, I, I grew up hearing this from my older aunties. But they, whenever I heard them say, this what, what that, that's what we not gonna do. Like, whatever came after that, they're basically telling you that. If you want to engage in whatever you think you want to engage in, you're going to lose something. So, you're going to either have... Taste out your mouth, gone, or your teeth going to be gone, or you're going to wake up with them standing over you, or something just ain't going to be right when I hear my Aunt Joanne saying, well, what we're not going to do, and it's it's just her, right? But when she said it, she said it like it's 10 other black aunties behind her, because she just powers up. She's super Saiyans on you. She's like right there. She's Goku on you, on your head, right there in real time. And so this section is what we're not going to do. So I've been listening to this, this Jordan Woods Versus Khloe Kardashian versus Tristan Thompson versus Jada Pinkett versus Will Smith, right? So here's what we're not going to do. What we're not going to do is demonize Jordan Woods for being young, getting drunk at the club, going to a house that she didn't know where she was going because she was drunk. Like, we didn't all did that when we was 22, 21, 19, right? Ending up at Tristan Thompson's house, hanging out with her friends, right? The turn up after the club where you get more drunk. Ain't no food there, probably no water. Like, he got all the water faucets turned off because he want to make sure that you keep drinking the liquor. So you get more drunk, right, so he can kiss you. On your mouth without your permission, no tongue, 
Um, yeah. No tongue, right? And then send you away in your Uber or your with your friends that you came there with that was like Tristan checking for you, but we know he's with Chloe and Chloe's you friends with the Jenna's who's like, yeah. I get that, right? So I watched the Red Table Talk with Jada with the kid gloves. Man, when I go up for tenure, hey, Jada, when I go up for tenure, I want you to represent me. I want you to get up there and say, hey, this is Dr. Hoskins, and he's publishing Teachers College Record, and he's contributed his community service to the black students, or, and he, man. And it was extra smooth. You know how they say nothing. Yeah. Oh. Mmm. Uh-huh. Girl. Whoa. So I was waiting for Jada to ask the question that I wanted to be asked. Right? So when I was younger, I remember Bill Clinton getting deposed. Right? And they asked him, did you have sex with Monica Lewinsky? And he said, depends on what your definition of is, is. Is we had sex or not? I was like, what? That didn't really get into it. Here's the question that I would ask, Jordan. Jordan, did you have sex with Tristan? No, I did not have sex. So I'm mindful that Jordan's a millennial. And millennials are real specific. About the question, about that, like when they ask the question, be real specific, right? And so I'd have been like, Jordan, was there any physical touch, good touch, that occurred to you with Tristan? See, that's not did you have sex? That's not in and out burger. Sorry, that's not in and out burger. That's just a general question. Was there any good touch that happened to you? Well, if it happened to you, well, where was the good touch? Was he touching or was you touching, Jordan? And if you left in the morning, you slept somewhere that night. So my next question would have been, so, Jordan, where did you sleep? And if I wanted to get really messy, I'd have been like, where you lay your head? <coughs> Sorry. Excuse the double entendre. But I'd have been like, yo, where you sleep at? Was you in the California King? Which is probably in Tristan's room. Or was you in the twin joint? Like that's the that's where the mother in law stayed. That's the guest that's the guest room joint. Like if the person that cuts the grass keeps sleepy, you let them sleep on the twin bed. That's that's where you that's where they go to the twin bed. I'd ask that question. What type of bed you sleep on? And then I would hit him with this question. And this is the most important question. What you wash your face with? <laughs> that's important. That's, that's so important I can't even explain the points to you. Because you either got a... I don't know how y'all get down out there. But you either got a loofah or you got like a towel. Right? And so if you wash your face with a towel, right then that means that that's, the towel is just for face washing. If you wash your face with the loofah, which is nasty, right? that means you took a shower and you was in the shower washing your face. And if you was in the shower, what was you in the shower for? What was you washing out, off your stench, smell? Like what was you doing in the shower, right? Because if you just woke up, there plenty of times I stayed the night at places, Back in the day, went straight for the towel. Because I just woke up, breath was hot, I didn't brush my teeth. I washed my face, you know what, put some soap on the towel, squeeze the towel a little bit, you know, and drop some a little bit of the soap on the towel in my mouth. Spit it into the sink, hit the hot water, let it stay there a little bit, get the funk out. Spit it into the sink. I'm out. I got the fresh towel. I ain't never washed my face with a loofah. Some of y'all out there doing that. That's nasty. You nasty. Don't wash your face with a loofah. Because if you did, you washed everything else with a loofah. Why you don't wash your face with it? That's, I'm sorry. That's, I digress. That's a whole other discussion. But that's, those are three questions I would ask. 
If she would answer them questions, that red table talk would have been a whole nother situation. It'd been blood on the leaves right then. Because she would have, I'd have got to the get to. But I get it. If it's my niece that I care about, you're going to get the alley-oops. You're going to get the underhand, soft, toss, pitch, ball hits right out the park. That's exactly what you're going to get. All the love from that, you're going to get all that. I'm going to give it to you for sure, 100%. You're going to get all that. And so, yeah, what we, so what we're not going to do is allow Khloe Kardashian. So, so, hold on. So, one thing about the Kardashians. Like, they didn't make their millions off of stealing the signifiers of blackness. Right? Like, they black woman adjacent. It's black men that will sell their souls to be with a Kardashian. It's, we got history. We got, we got history. I ain't got to say no names. Y'all know who y'all are. We just seen y'all. And y'all was happy with your Kardashian. And I get it. Be happy. But they black woman adjacent. They not black women. They, they boxer braids. Kardashians are the boxer braids. They ain't the cornrows. Get you a cornrows. Don't get you no boxer braids. Come on. I'm, I'm trying. Uh, hey, you want to shed this toxic masculinity, black men? Get you some cornrows. Don't get you no boxer braids. You don't want to buy this black woman adjacent. You want the real? You want, what, get the facsimile. Well, you could get the real. Anyway, so what we're not going to do is allow Khloe Kardashian to slander Jordan Woods on some You Broke Up My Family. Well, sometimes your, hug, your guy's just greedy. Like some dudes hunt. Some dudes is hunters. Some dudes is not. Right? Tristan is clearly a hunter. He on the prowl. Winter is coming. His game is the throne. He brings them back to the throne, to the house. He gonna tell you watch. He bring you back to the house and tell you watch the throne. That's what he doing. He got a little Jay Z and Yay in him. Come home and watch the throne, baby. I got you. That's him. That's the game he running. You can't blame her for trusting him enough to hang out because he know y'all together. She just hanging out with the big homie. He just forced himself on. <clears throat> Take that girl. On the way out, hit it with the puffy. Take that, take that. On the way out, she felt terrible. And she couldn't confide, couldn't tell you about it because, you know, she knew you was going to be on Twitter trying to get her through under the bus. Well, she should have just so Joy, this is, this is, I don't give black women advice often unless they ask. Here's the advice I would have gave Jordan because I done seen it happen in real time, turn up. What you should have did, Joe, was go straight to Chloe. Straight, straight from Tristan to Chloe's. Girl, guess what happened to me? What? I hang out with my girls last night. We got total white girl wasted. Oh, did you? Yeah. I don't even remember what happened. We ended up at Tristan's. At Tristan's? Yeah. He was like, come over because I don't want you to drive home drunk and smash your whip. And he, I was like, cool. Me and a couple other girls. So we all went over there. And we was just chilling and hanging out. I was relaxing. He kept handing me drinks. Handing you drinks? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was cool until I started to feel like, well, man, he he want me drunk. He 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 might try to take advantage of me. I need to get out of here. And by the end, it was like 7.30 in the morning. And so I stumbled to the door, and I was like, I'm out, Tristan. And he kissed me on my mouth. And I told him I was appalled. I tried to slap him, but I was too drunk. I couldn't get my hands up, so I got in my car, and my girl drove me straight to you right now. What we going to do, Chloe? <laughs> that would have had a whole nother ending. Chloe would have been like, "What, girl, let me get my clothes on. And they'd have rolled out on Tristan. It would have been totally his fault. So, you can't, so, Joy, you can't lie. Don't lie, mama. Just don't lie. Flip it. I didn't see, I didn't see it. I, I seen a black woman masterpiece on the flip real life. In real time, I've seen it. You could have got away with it. Chloe would have rolled out for you. Would have. All that anger for you. Broke up my family. All that typing on Twitter. All that would have been out of here. She'd have been like, whoa, let's go get it. And y'all could have rolled out. And got him. For sure. And so that's, that's what we're not going to do. What we're not going to do is clown Chloe and get up on her because we mad because your man Tristan broke your family up. That's what we're not going to do, right? And so 
Next segment. Talking about just the DM segment. Talking about every time I'm going to pick two DMs. Here's what I want y'all to do. This is the first time we're doing it. Season one, episode one, Facade Podcast. What I want y'all to do is do a, a voice record of yourself, answer your question, send it to me. I'll play it on the, on the podcast. Simple and plain. So because I didn't tell y'all what the format was, I ain't going to say your name because I don't get you fired and put you in the trick bag. Right? So this this section is called talking about because that's what we're doing. We're talking about whatever y'all talking about. First question. How important... Well, this, so this is a person that's on Twitter. Right? This person is from Los Angeles. Say they're from Los Angeles. So how important is therapy to maintaining a normal state of mind? I've been in it for two months and feel more lost than ever before. So, oh, okay. So, person who won't know what I'm talking about, here you go. So, therapy, I learned that therapy for me, it was just, it's about calming down. Like, I go to therapy to calm down, right? So, some people go to therapy to turn up all the way. Right? And and what is normal state of mind for you, for me, my normal state of mind was anger. Right? So a normal state of mind for you may be calmness. So therapy for you, it may get you calm. It, it was or it may turn you up. For me, it was it, I was going to get calm. But I found out that I was I had my biggest breakthroughs the more angry I was in the therapy. Cause I I, I had to let go. Because I was trying to be professorial and, and be cerebral and all that other mess. In the therapy session, ain't no professor in the therapy session. It's just me trying to figure me out. Trying to not go crazy. Me not trying to jump off the cliff. Right? I ain't want to do that. I ain't trying to jump off the cliff. Right? So therapy for me, it, it you know, I feel you on the, you feel lost. Like, why are you going to therapy? Like, you can't find your, your answer until you know why you're going. Like, I knew I was angry because I had this dichotomy. I was Professor Hoskins, but I was the son of hip-hop, right? But I wanted to be the son of hip-hop 85% of the time, right? Because, again, being a professor, that's what I do. That ain't who I am, you know? I got these floral phone posits. I ain't finna drop 40 on nobody. But I tell you what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start to crease these jeans, and I'm going to wear them out and about, and I'm going to stun on these youngins, right? And look at them like, mm. And when they ask me to go to the court, I'm going to look at them like, uh, get on that 2K. Find me on that 2K19 because I ain't going to blow an Achilles or a knee out trying to show you what I used to be that I know I ain't no more, right? So that that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So, but you got to, you got to, what's your rationale for going? To therapy, like if you don't know, then you you're not gonna. It's gonna seem that you like you lost. So that's 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 my thoughts on that. That's what I'm talking about. And so the second and final question is, how do you respond when folks at your workplace want to mix politics and religion during eight to five? So I've so I watched the Matrix trilogy. I don't know how many of y'all watched the Matrix trilogy. Science fiction is my thing. Black Mirror is the best science fiction show ever on Earth. It's X-Files on steroids, right? It's uh, Altered Carbon. It's all these other shows, like, combined, right? That's what Black Mirror is. But I work in the Matrix. So in higher ed, I'm in the College of Education. So in higher ed, you know, we just, we get paid to deconstruct reality. That's what we do. So we talk about everything. We're talking about, so my research deals with student identity development. So we're talking about all that. At the intersections of you, you know, to quote Kimberly Crenshaw, we're talking about, one day we might be talking about how black women experience systemic violence and how they're not protected as black. They may feel like they got to choose. Do I file my claim because I'm black or do I, the racial discrimination case, or do I file a gender case because I'm woman? And they feel like they got to choose. We might be talking about that. Or we may be talking about, you know, I'm queer. Plus, I'm atheist. And I'm Latino mixed with Asian. And so, we may be talking about that. 
right? So I'm talking, we're talking about those types of things. I get paid to do that, right? I get paid. Now, if you work for Wells Fargo, and this person they didn't say where they work, you work for Wells Fargo, or you, you know, you're you dealing with bulls and bears, I, I recommend you don't ever talk about politics or religion. So, you know, if Mortimer is at the water cooler talking to Parsifany about the Trump build a wall, yeah, pivot and keep it moving. If you're a person of color, you got to pivot and keep it moving. Now, if you're white, so I don't know the race of this person. So if you're a white man that's heterosexual and Christian, psh, walk up in that section. Walk over there, get your water out there, cool, and address them head on. This is how I feel about it. You know, let your Woodstock hair down and, and get into them. If you're a liberal or if you're a conservative, go on and agree with it. And let the other people of color know we can't trust you because you're that guy just like them. Reveal yourself so we know to stop, yeah, stop dealing with you. Do that. But if you're a person of color, man, you better run for us, run. You better get up out of there. Forrest Gump it, like Frank Ocean talked about, and get to running away from that situation because you don't want to get fired. Because they taking notes. Yeah, they taking notes. And so you... You want to make sure that, you know, you you way clear of that. So get 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 way way clear of that. And so that's essentially the podcast for side podcast. This is I'm finna close out the, the final segment. So you know when I go to the therapist, I start out with this is the goal of the session. She go she always asks me. So what's the goal of the session today? Where do you want to be when we at the end of our hour? And so I'm like I want to be here. I want to be closer to freedom. To being free from this anger that I that is just growing inside of me, where I want to be at the end of this hour, that's where I want to be. So we so that we try to get to the destination at the end of the hour. Now, I've been going five months, I ain't there yet. But you know, I'm trying, I'm getting there, I'm trying to get there. So this is where y'all want to be. We have 57 minutes. Where y'all want to be at the end of this hour, at the end of this destination. So this section is called a detangle. So I want I want you to think about. I had a conversation today with a black woman from Charlottesville who asked me about a mentoring program for black girls. And it made me think about my daughter, right? And it made me think about this. Like when black girls are standing in the mirror, or black women, you standing looking in the mirror, your beauty is one thing to you because you see yourself as beautiful, right? And sometimes, you know you're beautiful when you step outside the door. You want some validation to yourself, worth Right? So a black man or somebody may tell you you're beautiful. Right? And so that validates your beauty. But when you're standing next to other women, then it looks different. It could look different. Because you could be the most beautiful women out of five, or you could just be in a dime bag. Like you, all your friends, they extra dimes. Like every one of them is a, is Angela Bassett when she was 27. Like, everybody's dime. Well, hold on. So, Angela Bass is still dying right now. But everybody in your circle, they all dimes. Right? So, you're still beautiful, but you're the least beautiful woman. Right? So, you see your beauty different than you saw it in the mirror. than when you was told you was beautiful by the man, then when you were in this group, and you're the least beautiful, but you're still beautiful. And it got me to thinking about, how do we teach our girls to know that they beautiful stand alone? They beautiful stand in, in and out of beauty. They the same beauty, right? And so I just want you to know as a listener that you're beautiful. And if you're a guy, if you're a male or a man, you you hear that and you feel some type of way about it, you're a sucker, right? Because you're beautiful too. Like, I'm beautiful. We all beautiful. I'm wrapped in my black. My black is extra beautiful and it don't crack, right? And so, like, that's my detangle for the days. You got to accept it. There's nothing wrong with therapy because the beauty found in therapy, right? And that's the reason why I started the Facade Podcast because I got a facade. I have to live in a facade. I got to present Professor Hotchkins all the time. I got to be happy all the time. I got to be intellectual all the time. That's what they expect when I'm on that campus. I am intellectual, but not all the time. And I'm definitely not happy all the time because they get on my nerves on that campus, right? And so... That'd be my facade. I gotta, I'm not faking it until I make it because I made it. I can't fake it. I'm an expert when it comes to qualitative research and student identity development, but I'm not an expert when it comes to hiding my anger, right? Sometimes it spills out, 
but I became an expert at, at, at having a facade. And I don't want that no more. And I'm going to use this podcast to address, to address my facade as I unpack myself. But I'm going to use this platform to work with everybody out there whose nerve don't translate well. Who you're a part of hip-hop culture, but you feel like you're on the periphery or you've been outcast. <laughs> like outcast, right? You need a space to come and be awkward, be weird, to find your space where you fit in. Facade podcast, that's for you. I'm here for you, right? Like my therapist is here for me. And so we're going to find our space. Hit me with the hit me in the DMs with the with the thoughts that we're gonna be talking about, right? And support, spread. I want your critique about what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to accomplish. I ain't trying to create no wave. I just want to create a space where we can just come and be weird and awkward together. We can critique the culture. We can offer some punditry. We can offer some takes that everybody ain't really taking. Right? And then we can go back to work until the next episode. So on that note, Dr. B.K. Hoskins, I'm signing off. Facade Podcast, it aired 3-3-19. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I don't know. Oh, my, uh, so far I log out. Um, my therapist was like, hey, are you going to do it once a week? Are you going to do it uh, bi-weekly? And, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I ain't trying to get my numbers up. I'm just trying to get free of this anger. And so, I'm holler at y'all. I had a, uh, I got some more content coming later on in the week. An interview that I did with this kid by the numbers about the culture of hip-hop. Right? And we'll get into it. So, we at one hour and one minute. Side podcast. And we out.